do you want to kind of introduce this? Yeah. Apartment Cafe is a new uh, pop-up movement. Movement. Uh, It's a new movement where we are welcoming people into our home, your home, Sam Nappy's home, (laughs) uh, to have shared co-working space. And we have food available that we've made and created by donation. Um, We're very much hosts of this, and you're welcome. Anyone is welcome to come uh, with a project to work on. It can be Mm work-related. It can be uh, love-related. One of my favorite things about about the Apartment Cafe Day, about our, our first launch, was how much work I got done. I got a lot of work done. Yeah, even though and you were hosting. Even though I was hosting, and I and I am a member of Treehouse. I do go to co-working mm-hmm. space. I work from home two and a half days a week, and, and I'm all over the place. I'm at cafes, I'm at home, I'm you know at Treehouse, and and I was I got some very focused work done at, at Apartment Cafe, which was super cool. Mm-hmm. In amongst you know brewing coffee and serving tea, and I always find that. If it's if there's an open kind of social space like a cafe or like apartment cafe, um, I I get more work done because I feel pressure like social pressure that if anyone looks over my shoulder and I'm on Facebook or something, mm-hmm. then I don't know then I'm not a real freelancer sure. or something. <laughs> um, Although taking but, Facebook breaks, I think for me at least, is part of getting work done. You yeah. know, there's a time to focus and a time to play. I was certainly on Facebook a fair bit during our apartment cafe. Sure. I really loved it towards the end where we really got a bit of a hustle, a hustle and bustle going. Mm-hmm. It was cozy. The sun was setting. There was gorgeous light filling um, the York building, uh, searing through the windows. It was just wonderful. And uh, it was just an apartment full of people who were all cozily working on their own projects together. And everyone, everyone understood. There didn't seem to be any, like, wasn't like, you know, having to explain to people, hey, this is a workspace, like, stop socializing so much. There was lo- mm-hmm. low-key socializing, but for the most part, people came with projects to work on. Eclectic projects. One fellow brought his knitting and spent yeah. his time here knitting, and that's awesome. And I think there was that it was a good setup with the dining room and the living room being kind of like there was a different culture in in each room. Mm-hmm. The living room is very much like people on their own doing their own thing, being quiet. But because the dining room is so close to where we were serving coffee and yeah, and loaf and all the all the wonderful goodies that we had, there was discussion happening there. And yeah, and I think that's okay. Yeah, yeah. Um, there's like a more social space and a more quiet space and and people kind of gravitated to that which was cool and I think you know even though at the beginning when we only had one person one other person here it was a little I think it was a little awkward dynamic and part of that might have just been because there was only one person Mm -hmm. if if you get a group of people then maybe this works better if we're hosting and there's only one other person there they kind of maybe feel like they're hanging out at our place mm-hmm. as a yeah as a yeah. friend or something and i mean our friends came but for sure as soon as we got four or five people here then the dynamic really started to flow it's true yeah and one of the things that was that made it different from just friends hanging out was that there was very implied structural hospitality around it and that comes right down to the fact that the kitchen was set up in a way that you know, we were there as hosts. We yeah. were there to, you, know, you, you can just 
it didn't make sense just to kind of wander into the kitchen and help yourself to stuff. Like we were there in the kitchen, yeah, offering to serve people their their soup, their hummus, their chips, their coffee, and that that almost sort of set a tone of like, yeah, this is a mm-hmm. a more intentional space. We're we're doing a thing. There's an yeah. intentionality around it. And it felt weird to be like a staff in my own apartment. Yeah. <laughs> but um but I really enjoyed it. I I felt like it just felt like an extension of being a host and having people over for dinner. coming at this whole project from when I'm freelancing I'm going to be home alone during the day during the normal working hours and what if other people could come and spend that time with me and it's funny that we got more of a crowd after four Mm o'clock because that's like that's a different kind of mentality that's a people are coming home from work and they're doing their side projects here. Well, and side projects are important. A lot of people care a lot more about their quote-unquote side projects than Mm -hmm. their day jobs, and their day jobs are a way to finance their side projects with the hopes that one day those side projects become full-time projects. So, Mm -hmm. you know, if you're a freelancer and this is your livelihood, there there are, frankly, in this community, a lot of resources for supporting that. Um, Whereas to say to someone, yeah, the... The, the novel that you're writing or the little app that you're developing mm-hmm. um, or the video that you're editing. These are labors of love and they're, they're people's babies and they're things, projects that people are passionate about and it's not always easy, especially I think for people who are in the arts who are working on kind of artsy projects. It's not always easy to find the validation of like, oh, this isn't just like your little whatever, like no. to, to actually have it being taken seriously. So to have to have space where your time, your focus is going to be respected. And we did 10 to 6, mm-hmm. which gave people, you know, maybe one or two hours to hang out after work. Yeah. But we did get some people that were like, oh, I don't know if I should come because there's only half an hour left and 
maybe we're hitting on a time that's kind of just on the border when some people want yeah. to come and work on their things. So that's something we can play with. Yeah, we could do like 11 to 7 or 10 to 7. Yeah. That, that, that Sanka set, the 5 to 7 window. Oh, maybe is we should capture the Sanka cool, set crowd. It is a cool crowd. And if people want to kind yeah. of roll over into social hours after that, we can say, well, there's some lovely bars right down the street. People can go to marinas. They yeah. can go to B at the museum. They can go to the Berliner or whatever that is, the boathouse. Yeah. Yeah, no shortage true. of places. They can go to coffee culture if they want to keep it, you know, keep it, keep it sober. Yeah, keep it working. Because, co- I mean, coffee culture is a, a decent place to work later oh, yeah. night, too. Yeah, that's a huge um, subculture. Yeah. One thing we never talked about was the music. Yeah. Do you want to talk about the music? One of the best parts of the day for me was um, DJing and just hitting play mm-hmm. on someone's Bandcamp page. These are artists. We I think it almost exclusively featured KW artists. These are unsigned, self-produced for the most part records that I'd been hearing about you know for years. These people are always playing at local cool little venues. We know a lot of these people by face, by name. We hang out at parties with them. But to be honest, like I just hadn't ever really sat down and listened to their albums. And we made a decision yeah. in advance that we were going to um, play full-length albums. Because we want to keep the art of albums alive. I'm into it. Yeah. And it was so wonderful to hear these records one after another. Um, oh gosh, some highlights for me were Jojo Worthington, uh, Elsa Jane, Marina Marina, uh, Jesse Marange, just gorgeous, gorgeous yeah. music. Um, Trap Tiger, super awesome. I'd never actually listened to a full album of Trap Tiger, and I, I know, it's the kind of band that um, just by their name, I never really spent the time to sit down and listen to their stuff. It was always kind of background music, but I really enjoyed it. Yeah, we had some fun discoveries. Nine Lives. Nine Lives. shook things up. Yeah. Elsa Jane, I think, was really great. That came, she just makes this awesome synth pop music. And um, that came on kind of later in the in the day, kind of as the sun was setting. Mm -hmm. It's like the witching hour. It felt like a great time for some dance music. That's awesome. Pull us out of the haze of sort of folky blues that we'd been listening to for a lot of the afternoon. Yeah. And we made just enough in donations to cover the cost of our food. Mm-hmm. But ideally, we want to be supporting these artists as mm-hmm. well and use some of the proceeds to uh, pay for that Bandcamp album. I think it's important for us to mention that our goal is not to profit off of this. No. Ideally, we cover our costs. This is a labor of love for us. We mm-hmm. love this community so much. Mm-hmm. Uh, and we really believe in Kitchener. We really um, believe that this is the kind of community where the more you give to it, the more you get out of it. So we just want to give and give to it. Um, if we cover our costs, that's awesome. Whatever's left over, as you say, like that's just room for growth. It's a way to involve more partners. It's a way to pay yeah. artists whose yeah. music we're listening to. It's just a way to give more love. And certainly we want to, I think, reflect more on how we can make sure that the money thing is is not going to be a barrier to anyone. Mm-hmm. What's your motto for Kitchener? Kitchener. It kind of sucks until you commit to it. And then it gives you the world. Awesome. Let's close on that note. I'm <laughs> <laughs> so much fun. <laughs> I couldn't settle down Now what would I do without you? 
Double hot down. Down.